look at this girl. She's looking good today. I was feeling like trash for the past few weeks, but today, I don't know. I don't know if it's the Christmas spirit, but I was just, you know what? I'm going to get ready. I'm going to look cute today. We have a new scenario for Christmas season. We have little baby Jesus with Mary right here. We have the, the birth of our Jesus Christ right here. Like, I'm wearing all black because on this channel, I always showed up in black. And but we have some red lips going on. We're here celebrating the birth of Jesus. Um, I know it's still November, but December is right in the corner, right around the corner. And we're already like uh, doing some Christmas decor. And just so a heads up for you guys, this is for my Christian store. I have a little Christian art shop and it's just a small business just started a few months ago. And we have a Christmas collection. So if you're a minimalist like me, if you want something to celebrate Jesus for your home, this is the best gift you could give to somebody or just put in your house because I feel like Christmas revolves too much around Santa. And I'm like, what? We're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and the guest of honor is Santa? Like, no, that's not happening. So we have some very faith-based, godly arts to put in your home. So if you're interested, it's right here. You guys cannot see that other one. That other one is my favorite. It, it says Emmanuel. And it's very beautiful. It's very minimalist. And so check it out. I'm going to put the link down below. But anyways, we start a very cheerful episode today. But let me tell you, we're going to talk about some hard stuff today. We're going to talk about some hard stuff today because I don't know. I, I know it's not just me. Everybody that I'm talking to is going through the same season right now. Everything is very rough. A lot of people had very major changes in their life for the past months. And right now, I think we're going through the hardest, the hardest level because things are just like looking hopeless. If you see from the, from your, like from your eyes coming from your flesh, things are very rough. And to be honest, the reason why I decided to talk about this topic today, I'm going to tell you in a bit, is because um, this past weekend, I went, I was like rock bottom. I was feeling terrible. I didn't want to leave bed. My friend had literally to drag me out of bed to go to church because I was like, I'm not leaving my house today. I don't have the strength to like get up. But God um, used her to drag me to church and the message was spot on of what I needed to hear. And sometimes what you need to hear is not something soft. It's not something easy, but it's something completely necessary. And I think this is um, kind of like inspired me today to talk about it. Because um, following Jesus, it's not going to be easy. And that's the, the topic of today. Today we're doing I'm too old for this. And I'm too old for this. I'm too, I'm too old for this entitlement that we have. That's what something that I was even talking after church with a few of my friends. Like we were kind of like, you know what? Sometimes we're way too entitled. Like uh, I'm, I'm, we're too old for this. We're too old. We know too much about Jesus to be this entitled. And uh, we we're talking about that. And last night I was reading Matthew because you know I'm doing a devotional on it, and it was like leading to that. I'm re I'm reading Ma Matthew eight eighteen to twenty two, and let me tell you that was a slap on my face because um. Here on, on Matthew 18, it was talking about how uncomfortable it is and will be for us to follow Jesus. Um, on Matthew 8, 20 says, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
What this means is following him, it's not going to be comfortable. Following him sometimes it's going to means that things are not going to be uh, certain. Things are going to look uncertain. Things are going to look like maybe you having no place to live. Maybe you've been fired from your job, having no job, or being in a place of everything looks out of place. Sometimes following Jesus is going to mean that your 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 things are not going to be that certain in your life. And I think when when we're starting to walk with Christ, we have that idea of life getting easier and things just miraculously falling into place, and that will happen. In a sense, your life is going to get much easier because you're going to be counting on the creator by your side to go through life. And that's a huge thing. And that's a huge bonus. And that's the that's the whole point of like you're having your father, heavenly father next to you to go through life with you. And you're going to have the Holy Spirit. You're going to have Jesus as your friend. So it gets easier in a way because you're going to have the help of the creator of the universe to guide you through your life. Uh, but at the same time, it's not going to be easy in so many areas because look at Jesus' life. Like, look at what he what he been through while he was here on earth. He was misunderstood. He didn't have a, a home to stay. He was traveling to place to place. Sometimes they would spend days without eating. Sometimes they would spend days without drinking water. Sometimes they wouldn't know where they're going to be next if they would have a roof over their head. Um, he was crucified. So look at all of his life. His life was not easy. And on this passage, Jesus was uh, growing across the sea and he was, you know, telling them to follow me, like follow me. Like he was going across the sea to see who would follow him. And one of them, one of the, the disciples that were there told him, I want to follow you. You know, I, I'll go wherever you go. And they tell like foxes have holes and birds have the air of the nest. But of the year have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He was telling, I'm telling you, you can follow me, but sometimes you're not going to have that security. Sometimes you're going to be through a season that maybe you're not going to have a place to sleep. Maybe sometimes you're going through a, a season that you're not going to have a job. Maybe uh, you're, you're, you're going to go through a season of uncertainty, of not knowing what's going to come next. And that's the season that I am right now. When I saw that, I was like, Jesus, that's exactly what's going on. Because after my lease is due in a few uh, weeks, I have no idea where I'm going. I have no job right now besides um, the small business that I own, which is Zara. And and that's it. Like, I have no idea what the, what comes next. Because since I'm not having any income, I'm living day by day. I don't know if I'm going to eat tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to have money to pay my bills tomorrow. But so far, I'm having it. Like, not, I lack nothing. God has been so faithful that I, I, have, I have food in my fridge. I have clothes to wear. My bills are paid. And he's providing me day by day. And he's trying to teach me to trust fully on him. So when we're walking with Jesus, we have to be prepared because sometimes the future is going to look like completely uncertainty. It's going to look like you have no place to go, nowhere to go. Everything seems like you just are not sure about your tomorrow. And 
I think Jesus brings us to seasons like that to teach us how to trust him fully. So he's literally saying, following me is going to be uncertain. So you're going to have to put your fully, you're going to have to put your whole trust. You're going to have to fully trust in me if you're going to walk with me. Like he's already giving you a warning. This is how it's going to look. If you want to follow me, you can. But you have to know that things are not certain. And a lot of people get confused and be like, okay, but a lot of people that I talk about this go to Isaiah 118 that says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And in Portuguese, the, this Bible verse is translated, você vai comer o melhor dessa terra, which means you're going to eat the best on this earth. You're going to have the best. So a lot of people translate like, we as followers of Christ, we're going to have the best of the best here on earth. And a lot of people attach, get attached to that uh, passage and be like, okay, so I'm going through all of this, but Jesus told me that if I followed him, I would eat the best. I would have the best on this earth. So why am I going through these things? But people forget the little, 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 little thing that is written in the beginning. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient. So people forget about the willing and the obedient part. And being obedient, what is it, what, what is it to be obedient? To follow what God said. And right now, in the season that I'm at, I know God is testing me. Do you trust me? Are you going to be obedient? And a lot of the times, when, you, when you're tried on your willingness and obedience, that's not going to look good. Just look at the Israelites before they step into the promised land. They were tested. And unfortunately, it took them 40 years to do an 11 days journey because they weren't trusting God. God was providing for them day by day. And still, after having manna, having after, ever, after having water, having ha after having that pillar of fire keeping them warm, they still didn't trust in God. They were still complaining. And guess what happened? They didn't step into the promised land. Like uh, the, the first generation didn't step on the promised land. Moses literally saw the promised land, but never actually went through it because they're disobedient. They didn't trust on the Lord. So yeah, you're going to eat the best. You're going to have the best experiences in our earth. God can, can take you so high, but for God to take you to your promised land, first, you're going to have to be willing to serve God and follow God, which means... You're going to have to be prepared to be uncomfortable and willing to leave everything behind because um, following God is immediate. Here it says, the other disciples come up to Jesus. He wants to follow Jesus to the other side of the sea, but he has a request. He wants to go and bury his father first. And what Jesus say back, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. It's a very startling answer, but I think we need to make some observations here. Everything that Jesus said um, here has a meaning behind. We, we don't have to take it that literally, but like literally. But Jesus say is, um, why can Jesus wait? Why cannot Jesus just say, okay, um, you have things to do. So yeah, go and then you follow me. Why Jesus gives such a harsh response? Like, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Jesus telling me, If you keep giving me excuses, yeah, I'll do it, but later you'll never do it. 
So God wants something immediate. Are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to leave everything behind? Are you willing to leave your old habits behind? Are you willing to leave your town maybe, your family and friends behind maybe? Because God asked for something different to everybody. He has something personal he's going to ask you to do. Are you willing to leave everything behind? This is what Jesus is telling. Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Like, follow me and live it. Like, he's not giving the disciple an option to go there, in this case, bury his father. He was like, if you want to follow me, it has to be now. Because if you do it later, after this first little thing you, you have to do, it's going to appear another little thing and another little thing. And you're never going to end up fully following me. So for you to receive your promise, you have to be attentive, the willingness and your obedience. Are you willing to leave everything behind? Are you willing to obey, Lord, obey the Lord in a way that even if the things are uncertain, you don't have maybe food or a roof over, over, over your head, if you don't have your job, maybe you lost a loved one or maybe that relationship ended or maybe you're not sure about your tomorrow. Like, are you willing to, even in those circumstances, to still choose to obey and follow God? Because people get too attached to the promises and get entitled. Like, okay, so God promised me this. Like, why am I receiving it? But yeah, but there's something you have to do first. Are you willing? And are you being obedient? Because that entitlement, that's going to keep you in the desert for far way too long. That's an, that entitlement is going to make you be in the desert and maybe never step into your promise. It's true. Like we need to, you know, just like, just slow down a little bit, calm down with this entitlement and watch, like take a step back and look into your life. Are you willing? Are you being, are you being obedient? Are you truly willing to follow God? Do you really know what it means to follow Jesus? Do you really mean, you know, you really know what it means to be in a, in a, in a certain life that you're, you're just like, Jesus is your only priority and focus because that's not easy. That's not easy. And Jesus make everything. Jesus just leaves everything so clear. So, he says, I want us to carefully consider what is always happening. Sometime, something is always coming up to delay us from doing what he say we will do. Sometime is always in, entering our lives that delay us from following Jesus with the kind of commitment that he wants us to have. Think of how many times these life circumstances take turns, delay us for what we should do. Willingness and obedient and obedience. We go from being tired to busy to stuck at work to having family obligations, stuff that break that needs to fix, to giving the kids attention, to, you know, taking a day off to relax. And then after that, we have a, a meeting and then we have a, a, a trip and then we have um, something to do. It's always something that is coming up and we keep leave Jesus, you know, in a second plan and we're still here feeling entitled to have everything. So like, before you go complain to God that things that don't look your way, watch and see, are you being obedient? Are you doing your end of the deal? Are you being obedient? Are you being like willing to do everything it takes 
because he never promised us a fairy tale and a perfect life. He told us, in this life, you have trouble, but I'll be with there with you. And yes, you're going to step into the promised land if you're willing and obedient. And sometimes we forgot about our part and we just keep asking God, okay, God, where's my blessing? You promised me, but where is it? I'm going through this. Like, it's not fair. And we just don't stop to think like, why don't you change your lenses? Why don't you change your perspective? Because I could be here complaining. I have every single reason to complain and like in human eyes. I have every single reason. I have no job. I have no money on my bank account. I have no place to live after a few weeks. My life is uncertain. What am I doing? I'm trying to see with God's perspective because God will never put you through something if there's no purpose to it. And on this season, I was like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Okay, you're trying to teach me to be better on my finances. So the little that he's given me every day, I'm trying to be the best steward I can. So, okay, so I can use this opportunity to work on my finances and work of how on my stewardship. I don't have a place, maybe to, I, I still don't know if I have a place to live in a few weeks. So I'm going to be grateful and enjoy that I still have a roof over my head until that day. And enjoy and praise God for the miracle that he made for me to have a roof over my head. Okay, I don't have a job, but and I'm still applying, but I cannot find a job. So I'm going to use this time that I used to be working to see God and invest on in the business that he made me. Invest my time since I don't have the money to invest, but I have my time. So I'm seeking him more and using this free time that he gave me to seek him. And I'm trying to see the, the, the good parts and be thankful that, okay, if God is in charge of my life, I'm going to, I told him when I said yes to him, I told him I'm willing. So if I'm going through this, I just need to see the best, the, 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 the brighter side. So, okay, Lord, I'm willing. Even if I have to go through not having food or a place to stay, I chose you. So yeah, I'm here. Second, I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to just, you know, be ungrateful. I'm going to be obedient. Where do you want me to do? What do you want me to go? Because when God is changing your life, it's looked just like a puzzle. Pretend that this is a little puzzle. We have a little puzzle in here. And the puzzle is complete, but there's a bunch of pieces misplated that don't really fit together. You can see kind of a picture, but you cannot see the full picture. When you say yes to Jesus, what it happens? When you say, okay, Lord, this is my life now. I tried it to make it work on my own and it looks so weird. Like it doesn't, it kind of like it's okay, but it actually doesn't look like what it's supposed to look. So this is for you. You're in charge of my life. God is going to take that and say, okay, you gave it to me. Before he put the pieces in the bright place, what he had, what he, what do you have to do before you put a puzzle in the right place? You have to take the pieces that it's out of place. Take everything apart and start putting little by little everything together. And trust me, this part right here of taking the pieces out and putting back together, this is going to hurt. This is going to be the part of your life where everything's fall out, fall out of place. Like, 
everything fall like everything start going like downhill a few months ago and i was like what is going on why like why why everything is going wrong but that was just god removing the pieces that were in the wrong place and saying okay you give your life to me so i'm gonna start taking everything outside everything out so i can put the puzzle and and have the picture that it's supposed to look like and until you have the complete puzzle and the picture looks perfect and you step into your promised land, that part of rearranging, it's going to hurt. And it's, and in the beginning, you're going to be like, okay, Lord, I don't understand why you're doing this. Like, are you sure that this is what is supposed to go? That piece is supposed to go there? He's like, you did, you gave it to me, right? So why are you trying to meddle? Like, you already try it for yourself. It didn't work. So let me do my job. So this is the exact thing that I feel like happens. And I feel like right now I'm in the season of, God just like little by little putting the pieces together. And trust me, sometimes that part is not going to look like we think it will. Sometimes the little pieces that God are putting together is going to look completely different for us. It's going to look like everything is going wrong, but it's because we have that old picture in our mind. We never had the chance to see the perfect puzzle together, the perfect picture of that puzzle together. We're so used to the wrong image with the wrong picture that when things are start like, you know, God start pulling the pieces together, you're going to be like, are you sure that's right? Like, that's, 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 are you sure that how it's supposed to look like? And he's like that, of course. You never saw the picture the way I saw it. So I think we just have to be patient and obedient to be able to sit back and let God do his thing. And in the end, when God put every single piece together, you're going to look at that pose and be like, oh, so that's how it's supposed to look like. And that's the beauty of letting God do his thing and being obedient and willing in the wilderness because that just goes, that, that just gonna, it's going to take us to a place that we've never seen before. We're used to the wrong. We're used to the toxic. We're used to our own ways. So, of course, God's ways is going to look weird for us. And sometimes it's going to look wrong. You're going to be like, you, God, like, I don't think this is right. Like, I, I, I don't think that me losing my job is right. But at the same time, like, how, how we're supposed to know what's best for us? For example, I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you guys that, that I learned and I was like, you know what? I was complaining for no reason. Cause in the beginning of the year, I had three part-time jobs. I wasn't happy with them. I was doing it because, you know, I was getting paid for it. And you know, I had to pay my bills. So I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna do it. But then I start making a prayer and say, Lord, I don't wanna do this anymore. I wanna have a job, that one job, one thing that I can do using the skills that you gave to me, a job that I love to do that is going to serve you and also reward me with an income that I don't, I'm not going to have to kill myself to work in three jobs. I'm going to have the, just that one and have enough income to, you know, have a good life and like, you know, support, you know, my life and things like that. So I was like, Lord, this is my prayer, but your will be done. But I'm just letting you know what I wish I could have. And God said, okay. Okay, that sounds kind of like, you know, what I was expecting. Let's do it. So that was a prayer that God says, 
yes, I'm going to give you that. And guess what happened? I lost the three jobs. I lost the three jobs. And I was like, what happened? I was like, Lord, I lost my jobs. Like, like I was praying for a better income, for a better financial situation because I was struggling and I was lose my job, my like everything. And like, I have no job now. So what am I going to do? And then I was like going crazy. And then I was like, you know, well, Lord, what am I supposed to do right now? Like I have no job. And one day I was in my mom's house and I was spending a few days with her. And I was like, you know what? That's too much for me to think about. I'm just going to focus on something like just something that I can do. And, you know, I just moved to this apartment. Like I was like, I think on my fourth, fifth month of this apartment, I was like, you know what? I need some decor, but I'm on a budget. And so I started to looking for wall arts, like frames. And I started to looking for something, you know, godly with a base. But every design that I saw was like angel numbers and those like weird symbols and demonic stuff. And I was like, I love the design, but those symbols, those things like, you know what? I think I'm going to create by myself because I was doing some, um, you know, um, how do you say web design, stuff like that. So I was always good with that type of stuff with Canva and photoshop and all of that so i was like you know what i'm just gonna create an art by myself so i went there created a few arts and i was like you know what i'm gonna bring these and hang on my wall and i showed to my mom I was like okay mom so what do you think and she was like that's so good why don't you sell these and make this a business and i was like really she was like well you're spending a whole week trying to look for cute you know low minimalistic like wall art and you couldn't find anything that you like and well you made a few and it looks good so why don't you start selling it and I was like I'm gonna pray about it and then I start praying about it I went to VUCON which is a, an amazing conference that I went and I got confirmation from God and I was like okay I'm gonna start this so the the little bit of money that I had and invest in everything and I started this business and for now it's like it highs and lows and still in the beginning but for 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 uh, since I lost my job to now, it was the majority of my income that I, that I used to you know pay my bills and everything was from here. And after like the the first month that I I, I had zero, I was like, and I was like, oh god, like I cannot believe I went through all that. And God really brought me back that prayer that I did. And He was like, you asked for this. And I was like, oh, I was like. I looked at him, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes the answer for your prayer is not going to be what you look like. I pray that God gave me a, a job that I could stay at home, that I could work from home, a business. I pray that he could give me something that would honor him, have a purpose behind, but also I could use my skills and things like that. And God answered. Here it is. And then I was complaining when I lost my job and everything was going south. And I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, this is not what I pray for. And God was like, that's exactly what you pray for. You pray for the result. But I am in charge of how it's going to happen. So sometimes the process to get your prayer, it's not going to be what you imagine. On my perfect like mind, I would start a business. And then when I felt ready, I would quit those jobs. God was like, mm-mm. I lost the jobs and then the, the idea came and like the process of how God works, it's never going to be the way you imagine. So 
all of this that is going, it's happening now. I know that is the part of the prayer that I made. And I know that it's part of like the, the, I know that this is the process that I need to go to reach God's promises because he already gave me my promise. I know how my future looks like. He gave me a huge glimpse of where he's going to take me and where I'm going to be at at the end of all this. And it's not small. And I know that everything that is happening in my life right now is just the process and the desert that I need to go through to get to my promised land. So what I'm going to do, am I going to make the same mistakes of my past of complaining and be disobedient and just be ungrateful to God? No. We saw in the Bible time after time happening the same thing. God always going to take you through the wilderness to shape you to test you, to make sure you're prepared for your promised land. And you have two ways to go. You can be obedient and willing and taste that promise, or you can complain, don't trust God, and try to do your own strength and maybe never step out into that promise. So I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to choose the the best route I could choose, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to worship you, and I'm going to try to see through your lenses. And that's a prayer that I do every day, Lord, I don't want to feel entitled of anything. Help me see every circumstance that I go through, bad or good, through your lenses. Help me see what is going through my life with your eyes. Let me Help me see the goodness in, in the middle of the wilderness. So I'm going through all of this, but I'm seeing, like, I pray every day to God to give me the insights of, like, why you're putting me through this. Like, what is the lesson that you want me to learn? Like, what do you want me to get better at? Because... God is never going to make you go through something just because he wants to punish you and because he's mean. There is always a purpose. And the faster we see the purpose behind the pain, the faster we're going to get to the promised land. The faster we're going to see, we're going to be able to change the way we see God, the way change the way we see our lives. And we're just going to be grateful. And I'm grateful that God is putting me through all this because guess what? I'm learning how to be a better steward. I'm seeing my money. I'm seeing the income, the God's money, because it's not mine. I'm seeing his, his provision in another way. I'm being more careful. I'm being more grateful because when you don't have something or you're about to lose something is that when you start being more grateful and I was always grateful about the place that I live, the city that I'm at, and the situation that I was at. But right now, I'm feeling even more grateful for everything. And it's also teaching me not to get attached to material things. It's teaching me how temporary everything is. I was talking to my friend, and she was like, okay, so even if you have to sell everything and maybe don't have your own place for a while, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be okay. Because... This furniture, I can buy another. Um, a place to live, there's so many possibilities. Uh, there's, that's not the only place that I can live. Uh, job, I already prayed for something God gave me this business. So I'm going to keep focusing on this and I'm not going to just uh, quit just because I'm going through a hard time. So everything that God put you through is just to make you stronger. And it just, it's up to you for how long you're going to be in that desert and how long you're going to be in the wilderness. Because if you accept it and if you truly see and accept the shaping and accept where you're going through and pray to God to just give you the strength and the wisdom to see what you're not seeing, 
then when you're going to see things change. God wants a humble heart. God wants you to, you know, come to that place of, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to shape me? Because he told me the promise. He told me where I'm going to. So why am I going to complain? Why am I going to go crazy and be desperate and, 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 and look at this as at the end of the world? Like every wilderness, every desert is temporary. So if I already told you where you're going to, just like he told the disciples on that boat, he told, let's go to the other side. If the disciples stop to pay attention on the promise, on the revelation of God told them, we're going to get through the other side. They would never woke up Jesus in the middle of that storm because they knew, okay, Jesus told us we're going through the other side. So this storm is going to end at some point. So we don't have to worry. So let's see those things in the Bible. Let's see those passages. Let's, let's read the Bible with other eyes and see, okay, so let's just stop to see God's word as just uh, uh uh, like, uh, he's just like trying to tell you something like, um, the, the word just escaped out of my mind. Like, let's, let's stop to see God's word as just like, he's just telling you something. Okay. So this is the promise that I have for you. I'm just letting you know. Uh, no, he's just not letting you know. He's, he's making, he's giving a revelation of your future. So it's up to you to take that revelation and be like, okay, so this is where I'm heading to. There is no way what I'm going through now is my end because God already told me my end. So that means this is just a process and the process is temporary. Or you can take what he says as just, he just communicating something to you and be like, okay, um, God told me they weren't going there, but this is happening. So I'm going to freak out right now. Because there's a difference between a revelation and just God communicating something to you. So I know that my English is still really like it's, it's still really hard to understand sometimes, and I still sometimes um, think in Portuguese. Um, but what I'm trying to say with all of this is, let's stop taking taking God's word for granted. If He gave you a promise, He's He's not a man that He should lie. He's not lying. So if He gave you a promise and He He told you, "I'm going to get you here," but you're here. It means that here is temporary. If he's told you, I'm going to give come give you, I'm going to bring you from A to B. And you're not on B yet. That means that A is temporary. That's just logical. Just, um, it, it's just take a little bit of perspective for you to, to see that everything is temporary. So whatever you're going through right now, I know it feels like it's going to be forever. Trust me. Everything is going to be forever. The breakup, it feels like it's never going to, you're never going to get healed, that your heart is going to be broken forever. I know it feels like maybe uh, this is the end for you. I know that sometimes it can feel like you're never going to be married again or you're never going to have that job they always dreamed of and you're never going to have that family you always wished for. But trust God. If he gave you a word, hold on to that word. Because you know that that's your final destination. Our final destination is in heaven. That's our final destination. And he also made promises for us to enjoy on earth. So hold on to that word. And know that if your situation doesn't look like the word that God gave you, it means that you're still getting there. It doesn't mean that 
you lost it or you already passed through it. No, if your life still doesn't look like the way that God promised you it would, it's because you're still getting there. So the easiest and fastest way for you to achieve what God promised you is to be obedient and willing. And if you are obedient and willing, then you shall eat the best on this earth. You are going to experience the best. And trust me, when God makes you a promise, he's going to fulfill it. If you're obedient and willing. Because if you're not, then it's a whole nother case. And because trust me, God fulfilled his promise to the Israelites. They got to the promised land. But a few people didn't come in. They're, they're, the, the next generation, their sons, they got in. But the first generation, that they, they, they didn't because of their disobedience. Because trust me, God can, God have a God, God has a promise for a generation for your life. But if you're not willing and obedient, and if you're not holding on to that, you can pass that promise to, to the next one. You can pass it because that promise, trust me, is going to be fulfilled. Maybe not on you, maybe on your next generation, maybe in someone else. But the promise, well, we just have to be careful not to you know, allow that promise to be taken away from us. And because trust me, that's, that's true. It can happen. And well, I know that today was a harsh day for my, for my, for my English, uh, but Anyways, um, I used to be very insecure about my, my English uh, and my ability to speak English since I'm not from here and I just moved to the U.S. like two years ago. But the reason why I keep doing it, and even if I make horrible mistakes and even if sometimes I feel like I look like an idiot trying to speak here, I remember that God's promises for me and I know that he wants to use me and... I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to wait for my English to be perfect, for me to have the perfect scenario, for me to have the perfect circumstances, for me to start doing what God called me to do. And that's something that we all should do. It doesn't matter what you have right now, what you're going through right now. If God called you to do something, just start. Maybe people are going to laugh at you. Maybe people are going to look at you weird. Maybe people are going to doubt. But trust the Lord and trust that, you know, He's going to fulfill his promises if you're willing and obedient. And trust me, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to doubt you. People are going to sometimes even be mean to you or misunderstand you. But God knows your heart. And I don't know um, who needs to hear this right now, but the only thing that he cares about is your heart. And if you're doing it, willing in obedience with your whole heart. It doesn't matter how it looks on the outside. It doesn't matter what people are saying it, or even if you feel like you're not doing it right, God knows. And he's the only one you should please on this earth. Nobody else but him. So I just want to leave that uh, for you to end this podcast. And I just pray that this video can reach the people who needs to hear. And I pray that God can give us all a blessed week, a blessed uh, end of the year. And we can all um, know how to enjoy the process and keep trusting God. Well, 
Bye.